me try this one more time. Same voice? Uh, can you try a Batman voice? Please, 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 please. Hello. On behalf of Paul and I, I'd like to inform you that the advice given in this episode was thought up by amateur advisors. By that, I mean seriously, not qualified in any way, shape, or form to give anyone said advice. So definitely don't take their advice seriously or at all. In fact, if you do consider listening to their advice, take it with a grain of salt. And by that, I mean on a very minuscule level to the point where it doesn't even really count as advice at all or an of an opinion of sorts, which is exactly what this podcast is closely related to. An always hilarious, sometimes witty, never boring opinion podcast based on these two lovebirds' life experiences. So really, what they are giving you is what has and has not worked for them for the 60 cumulative years they've been on this planet. With that said, I hope you enjoy the following episode on Batman. Okay, I understand. Okay, I'm feeling a little better. You're fine, baby. What did all mean that's his priorities? Priority. Yeah, but like Paul, it's because if we don't put this up on priority list, I I ignore it. I know you do, and you're right. Take the call. Hello. Hello. Damn it. Close to my number, four seven zero zero five. I've been getting those two where it's close to my number. Isn't That's that it. weird? It's like they're trying to see who has their number. And I got three duck cleaning guys in the past two days. I didn't get any of those. I get those weird Asian phone calls where they're like speaking. Win a cruise. Oh, I got one of those too. Mm. Anyways, okay. Let me let me read this. Clean your ducks and win a cruise. That'd be a great combination. Mm. While you're on a cru- cruise, we'll clean your ducks. And out your house. Yeah. Clean out your house. You'll find it. It's empty. You know why? Because we stole everything. We cleaned your ducks so well, everything got sucked through. <laughs> okay, okay. Countdown? Oh, yes. Okay, okay. Three, two, one, go. Welcome, I'm Paul. And I'm Ellie. And welcome to Hashtag A Couple That Podcast, where we'll be talking about couple things. Everything that has to do with being a functioning couple. So, like, romance, dating advice. And renovations. Yes, which is exactly what we'll be talking about today. Specifically, tips on starting the renovation process. Demoing. Demolishing is the correct term. Same difference. Anyways. Getting into demolition. That's the best part. Not the best part, but it's a fun part. All right, then. Let's get started. Want to talk about background renovations? Yeah, so, like, what is our general resume of renovating. I've done my dad's basement, and we work together renovating a basement ourselves. Didn't didn't we uh, work on your dad's basement together a little bit? Uh, a little bit, yeah. You don't think I helped? Well, you did help, but most of the decisions came from my dad and I, seeing as his house. Yes, I mean. When we worked together in our basement, that was a combined effort. This is true. I was just a little worker bee with your thing mm-hmm. but then i was like full-on participant in your second renovation that's right that's when you're a queen bee i was a queen queen bee yep that stung a lot of times the only time that you will ever call me that well what is your background in general though you have a more relatable work career yes than than i do personally i work in the construction business for new homes mm-hmm. new homes are a little bit different because you're not dealing with existing conditions and what's hidden behind the wall but essentially yes it's kind of how you build from the ground up whereas i'm i'm just a de- i'm a, just a designer with some trade. interior design background i mean not really interior design background 
just like a design background. I've done environmental design before. Oh, okay. What, what was I that? can I can raise my pitch a lot. It, it kind of is, but it is interior it's a, design. It's a, it's a type of interior design, but it's not like I didn't go to Ryerson for interior design school because I feel like they know a lot more than I do. I mean, I did go for those George Brown classes, too. Didn't finish them, but I did go. That's so, right, you did go. So you got a bit of a background, and you know what? When it comes to the interior design, when you're designing for yourself, really whatever you like is what matters. Yeah, and you know, staying on trends and stuff like that. Yeah, Especially and then you you have me to keep you on budget and to tell you what I can build, what I can't build, what is a good idea, and what's a bad idea. All of my ideas are good ideas, though. But are they executable? In my brain, they are. It's all that matters sometimes. In okay. my brain. In my, but I mean, I've seen I've seen them done before. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, on TV shows, you think they have thoughts in their brain and they go to experts and they're like, yeah, that can be done for a price. Yeah, no, it's usually a price. Yeah, that's the problem. All of my ideas are usually very pricey. So anyways. Anyways, that's our background experience. We've done one and a half renos together and Paul has exuberant amount of experience. I consider it exuberant compared to my experience. So lots of experience. Same difference. <laughs> So, yeah. we shall go on to the questions. Sure. More to the questions. So, first question is, when should you start renovating? Like, okay, you got your plan and everything, and you have the concept in your mind, and you did your layout, and you have all of the light fixtures where you want to put them. Now it's time to say, we want to start. When's the best time to start? When you're not ready is the best time to start. Because when you're doing your first renovation, that first tile that you break, that first wall that you bring down, you're never ready for it. Especially on your first time, you're scared. You don't know what to expect. You don't know what's going to happen when you open the walls. So the best time to do it is immediately. Get it out of the way. I meant weather-wise, but that is a very good point to point out. Thank you. Weather-wise, we like the winter. Not nearly as much dust. You don't sweat. You can open the windows. It's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, oh, wait. Backtrack. We just started our third project, our second project together, renovating an apartment for my parents. That's right. Yeah. So that's our newly added, newest thing that's added to our resume. That's is right. that we're just starting demoing, which is why we thought this topic was great to talk about it now, because we're currently in demolition mode right now. And winter is definitely better than summer. 100%. To summarize. 100%, because when we did it the first time together as partners, it was in November. That's right, yeah. And it was, first of all, it was a basement. So basements are a lot cooler than apartments because apartments are usually one floor and above. And basements are obviously lower than They're the ground. essentially in the earth. And the earth temperature doesn't change very much, especially when you go below four feet. Above the earth, obviously, everything changes with climate, right? Yes. Below, it's very consistent. So your basement's going to have sort of consistent temperature. And it's always going to be colder than... Like the basement, the earth is cooler than above the earth. It's more regulated. But it's cooler in general. I don't know what... In the summer it is because concrete absorbs... Yeah, but same in the winter. Same in the winter, yeah. Yeah. Concrete is um, is a heat sink and also it absorbs the cool air very easily. Yeah. So weather-wise, cooler months are ideal. Not necessarily winter... But cooler months in general. Absolutely. You open the Where, windows, you can breathe. It's not hot and humid and sticky. Yeah, wherever you are. Because, like I said, 
we did the first one we partnered with in November, and now we're doing our current one, and it's what, mid-July? Tough times. Tough times. It is the worst because you can't have air conditioning because it brings up dust. Everything is itchy. It gets so sweaty, so humid. It's like the ultimate worst time. Live and learn, right? Yeah. So that's that. Mm -hmm. uh, next topic. Our next question is, is it better to get a contractor to do it or DIY it, as in do it yourself? It really depends on the size of the job. I mean, if you're doing a full gut and reno, if it's your first one and you don't have a lot of advice to lean on, like you don't have anybody who's in contracting business or any trades on hand. Or if you yourself aren't in the business. It certainly helps to get somebody else to do it. doesn't mean you can't do it yourself. There's a lot of information on YouTube these days. I mean, you can pretty much kind of go through it, but you might miss things and not everything can be planned ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And when you say put on drywall and miss, you know, outlets, there's an issue. But of course that stuff, it can be corrected. Yeah, true, true. It takes time and patience and money. And that's with any job. With a contract, it takes a lot more money. But a lot less time. Yeah, because a lot less working, time. Because they're working 24-7. That's right. And if it's a hobby on the side that you're just re redoing a basement or a room in your house, it's like a while. Yeah. You're prepared to deal with dust for a while. Yeah. And also, what about like having the background knowledge? That certainly helps. Cause, but do you think that that's fundamental to have? Not necessarily, no. I mean, depending on the size of the job. I mean, something as big as a, a new house takes, yeah, some background knowledge. But something like... Uh, redoing the floors and baseboards in a room doesn't take any fundamental knowledge, really. Just learn how the floor goes down and the steps to take ahead of time. You'll be fine. So it, it depends on the vastness of the project. Mm -hmm. So it's like if it's like painting a room. Yeah. You don't really need a painter. No, no, definitely not. But if you're upheaving drywall and moving electrical. It certainly helps to have an electrician on hand for that. Yeah. I mean, unless you have a very good background in electrical, I wouldn't do it myself. Would you do the plumbing yourself? Personally, I would... If it's my place, I don't mind. Mm -hmm. I'll take the hit if there was a leak or something. Somebody else's place, though, I would never do that. I would get a plumber to come in, take care of the work, because they have insurance. Because even if you do everything right, there could still be a flaw in the material that you're using. Nothing's ever perfect. You could do what one of the guys did in one of our condo buildings and bring the torch too close to the sprinkler and flood three floors of a finished building. That's interesting. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. Prepare for accidents, but always do things thoroughly. If you're moving a wall, take down the drywall. Make sure it's not bearing. So basically what you're saying is, is that both options are viable. It depends what you're more comfortable with. Yeah, for sure. So if you feel like you don't have a lot of time, construction is not really your thing, and you don't want to take any risks doing it yourself, definitely hire a contractor. But if you feel like you're handsy and you want to try doing things yourself and you don't have that much money and you have all the time in the world then why not try and diy it do it yourself certainly if you're handsy <laughs> i mean you gotta be handsy with the drywall handsy with the hammer handsy all over the place i mean maybe not all over the place especially around women or in public yep or in public let's go with handy how's that sound sure handy <laughs> that is what i meant okay jeez Anyway, so those are the two options. So both are viable. Just depends on what you feel is most comfortable. Cool. 
So next question, before we go into doing it yourself, we're going to talk about contractors. Okay, say you go the contractor route. How should you pick a contractor? Yeah, how do you go about picking a contractor? To be honest, I think the best way is references. Like people that you know that have used other contractors, find them. anybody in your family, any friends, because you can go to their house and look at stuff. I mean, a contractor might give you some references for random strangers that they've done work for. Could be biased, you have no idea. So I think that's the best way to find a contractor. If you really have to, if you're going online to find them. From what I've seen, the best thing to do is to pick the big boys and they're the most expensive usually. Because if you're picking a little guy that has no, well, references that you know are credible, it's really hard to sort of give him your trust and everything. Well, what if you don't have any friends or family who've done renovations, how do you find them? Go with one of the big companies because it's a much safer bet and even though you're spending a little more money. I mean, the last thing you really want, mind you, this is just my personal opinion, is that the last thing you want is for them to screw up, for there to be money issues, for there to be timing issues, quality issues. Any of that makes a very unpleasurable experience. It's basically like you should have done it yourself from the get-go. So if you have the extra cash, give it to a big company. You'll know they got the job done right most of the time. So. Help the big guys. Unfortunately. Okay. So Let's... once you choose... You, f you read all the reviews or you choose to go with a big company. What kind of questions would you ask them? Question-wise, um, I would ask about the contract, how they structure it, if it's open to negotiate. I mean, a lot of times they may have all their payments up front. Some of the work at the beginning, like demolition, shouldn't be worth 50% of the contract. Talk to them about that. Because if you need to kick them out at any random time, at any stage, whether it be demolition, flooring, framing, you want to have an out. You want to be able to say, here, take the money for this because you're done it. And that's it. We're ripping up the rest of this contract. So have stages where you're like, okay, I'm going to pay you for demoing. I'm going to pay you for boarding. I'm going to pay you for timber. <laughs> timber, yep. That's what they say when the tree comes down. And it turns into wood magically. Okay. I don't know that it's the two by fours. Yeah, yeah. The timber fairy makes those. I thought that was what happened. That's right. Excellent. Do I get to meet the timber fairy? You might. You just need to put a piece of two by four under your bed. Sleep on it. Well, we're going out to buy two by four after this. Mm -hmm. All right. So once you get like those stages done, you say, okay, I'm paying you for demolitioning. Demolitioning. Da -na 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 -na. Sounds okay. like a really cool song. Yeah, but that's not a word. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It should be though. Make a song out of it. Like a demolition. It's got to be a beep beep boop boop song. Okay. So once they've done that part, then it's like, okay, next part, I'm going to pay you for the next part. That's right. That's a smart way to do it. Well, most of them will do progress payments, but make sure you're not paying way up front. Otherwise, when you kick them out, they're going to be leaving with more money than they expected. Or that they deserve. Or they deserve, even better, yeah. yeah. Any other, other points? Are there any guarantees with their work? I mean, obviously, you have insurance with the plumbing, the electrical, and who's your point of contact for any deficiencies? Usually, they'll give you a PM number. You might have five or six jobs. Hopefully they're not overloaded. You can ask the question, but they'll never give you a straight answer. Well, they can give you an answer, but it might not be correct. They might say your PM only has two jobs. You might have 10 jobs. He might not get back to you right away. So ask about guarantees when their work deficiency and timing doesn't work out. So they may come up with stuff as they go along. And also extras. You should find out how they normally bill for those. Those are something you really can't help. When they open the walls, they find knob and tube wiring, something you probably should know before you do a renovation. And research okay note make sure you check for knob and tube wiring <laughs> in your house that's, i have no idea what that is that's okay it's a very old way of doing things it's in old houses i mean maybe before 1930s no before 1950s that haven't been updated most houses have been updated by now it's very dangerous to have that stuff because it catches fire very easily unless if you have a really vintage house yeah so keep in mind when you when you buy a house if it is vintage know that extras 
when renovating can be a lot higher. A standard modern house that you've bought from a cookie cutter builder shouldn't have any issues. Mold is one thing that you'll probably find. There may have been leaks in the past or at one point. So there's a very good chance of finding any mold. And to be honest, it doesn't usually turn out to be bad. You can just get rid of it pretty easily. Yeah, sure. Let's talk about that one later. Yeah, mm -hmm. cover the mold, don't worry. Any other contracting advice you would give? Question like what to ask them or any contractor based advice? Well, to be honest, for anybody, even me, it's hard to tell if they're really knowledgeable in what they're doing because they can say, oh, I've done this, I've done that. But when it really comes to it and they've opened up a wall that they found something they didn't expect to find, I don't know how they're going to handle it. Nobody does. I mean, they could build something incorrectly. They could just decide, hey, this is the way it should be done when in reality, building codes dictate otherwise. Not everybody's an expert, but most contractors will have a good understanding of what they should be doing. If you guys have any more questions about hiring contractors, shoot us an email at a couple that at gmail.com. All right, now that we talked about contractors, let's talk about doing it yourself. Woo, the fun part. Yes. So, I mean, for you, maybe not for everyone. I mean, for me too, it's kind of fun, especially the demolition part. Does you get to swing a hammer into the drywall? Yes, that is the first thing we do is I get to swing a sledgehammer into something. <laughs> take out some aggression. Yeah, take out some stress. As soon as you start sweating, okay, I'm done. Okay, I'm done. Which is like immediately now because <laughs> it's so freaking hot in there. Sweltering. Oh, it's so gross. Okay, so doing it yourself. Where should you start? Obviously, it's a big job to do it yourself. Usually when contractors come in, they, they bring like this whole team. So would you think that it would be okay to ask family and friends should they get involved i don't see it hurting it's great to have friends and family help um it's dangerous it certainly can be i mean we've seen some injuries. yes we have that's why you gotta take your time when you're demol demolishing like be slow with it don't especially don't force things like if you're putting your whole weight into something so it could break you're gonna get hurt real bad yeah if your tools can't easily pry things off or break them open get a different tool yeah so like always have a first aid kit on hand because yep. I, I didn't the first time, so they had to go to the hospital. Also, a nail went into the back of his head. It was really, it's, that's a story for another time. <laughs> I, I still feel super bad that that happened to this day. Accidents but do happen, though. That was, always have a first aid kit on hand. But, uh, yeah, so basically, it should be nice to invite them to, uh... Partake? To partake, yeah. yeah. In fact, in fact, maybe, maybe you should have a demolition party true hey if you know your friends are down to get messy and greasy then that separates the good from some bad ones which is why if you have enough people coming throw a demolition party this is great because i love throwing parties and this is the perfect time to bring up my mini subsection side piece segment called celebrate this with ellie construction party edition what we'll be talking about is basically how to throw fun parties with a cool theme attached to it. So when we did our first demolition, a lot of Paul's friends and a couple of my friends and a couple of family members came and I decided to throw a party because it was many people at once in this tiny, tiny little house. So what did the demolition party entail? Okay, so to introduce this segment, I'm going to talk about four categories. The decor, the activities, which obviously in this case is demolition, food and drink for the theme, and if you want the makeup and outfit you should wear for this thematic event. And of course, keep in mind, this should be in a separate room 
Maybe even separate floor from what you're demolishing. Dustin Snacks does not taste good. You are correct. So let's start with the first topic, decor. As Paul has stated. Waste of money. What? Decor is like where you set up and stuff. Oh, you mean room. Yeah, the decor. Where Where are you decorating? Where are you having this event? Obviously, don't have it in the exact same place you're demoing in, because that's going to get really disgusting and gross. Dust is going to fly all over the place. Into your dip. Into your dips, popcorn. And your spreads. And your chocolate. Can't have a party without spreads. Oh, best, best part of a party, Paul. Have it in a different room. Make sure it's like sealed off away from the construction that's happening. You can decorate it in construction material, so like have a lot of caution tape, use a lot of, what are those called? The orange pylons? Cones? cones. Yes, the orange cones, traffic cones, not the big tire ones, but like the- Those the... are barrels, traffic barrels. Okay, well now I know. You can decorate like that, oranges and yellows and caution, maybe do a caution wreath. I did a caution wreath for mine, which was pretty funny. On the front door where you'd normally hang your Christmas wreath. Exactly. That was cool. So yeah, that's basically it for decor. Next topic is activities. Obviously with this- You know what you're doing. You know what your activity is. You're demoing a house. So provide your glasses, provide masks, provide gloves. That's close, that's close. Oh, that's part of it. Yeah, it's part of decor. No, that's not a part of decor. Part of your personal decor. What? Uh, that's part of clothes and makeup, Paul. I see. So activities is actually doing the demo. Number three is the makeup and outfit. What do we have for that, Paul? What should we be providing? Gloves, safety glasses, dust masks. Yes, which are all part of safety. And black paint for under your eyes when everybody goes buck on the basement walls. Exactly. Get that army anger thriving throughout your party. Not too angry though, because you don't want to start fights. Mm -hmm. But make sure your party members are safe because they might not have gloves. They might not have goggles. They might not have safety masks. They might not have hard hats. I would recommend hard hats, but if they're too expensive, try to somehow protect your head. On the invitation, make sure that your party members, your party goers, have boots that are somewhat protectable. Preferably steel toe boots, but any type of like thick rubber boot should do. Not steel toe, bring steel toe boots. 100% steel toe boots, not rubber boots. Do not bring like rubber rain boots. That's that's really, no, that's a big no-no. Not, not gonna get the flexibility you want, but yeah, make sure they bring those and make sure they try to bring long sleeve, basically protect their body as much as possible. So long pants, long sleeve shirts, that kind of stuff. So that's for clothes, no makeup. You really don't need to, you're gonna get really sweaty, no matter what weather it's gonna be like. Where that black paint comes in under the eyes. Two black. lines or one, up to you. Yeah, that's, you know, Finally, we come to my favorite part, food and drink. Snacks. So much fun. I love this part. For when we did the construction party event, we did a lot of like themed snacks. So we had- Rice Krispie Squares on a stick yeah. dipped in chocolate. We called them paintbrushes, but you can also do the same effect with like jello in a glass. I've seen that done. There's also the mixed, what's that mixed one? The mixed nuts. Nuts and bolts? Yeah, so we did like a trail mix thing and called it nuts and bolts. We was had it like pretzel sticks and ringolos? Yeah, something like that. Ringolos and were like washers, but either way. Whatever, same difference. You use them with nuts and bolts. Then we had two by fours and those were pretzel sticks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had like a rocky road chocolate cake with like nuts and like all the rocky road yep. ingredients. Chunks of asphalt. Yeah. Gotta chunks, have it. Which is really cool. Uh, what else did we have? I've, I've seen a lot of things online like wrecking balls and they did like their little round cheese balls or actually I think our wrecking balls were like chocolate. What were those chocolate circles? What oh, Whoppers. Oh, love Whoppers. Whoppers are the best. What else did we have? I think like candy corn instead of, well, they were like traffic cones. 
Traffic Con, that's a good one. I don't think we had that, but that's a great idea. If people like candy corn, I think I... I'm not a candy core fan, so we didn't do that. You can do like a whole dirt thing, like a dirt mousse thing, if you want to get fancy up in this bitch. Put some jelly worms in there. What are other ideas? Save that for the landscaping party. <laughs> let me get let me get a picture because I have a picture which I will post on our Instagram account. Oh, we had we had insulation, which was cotton candy. That was a good one. We had a tiny dynamite, which was nibs. <laughs> uh, construction cones. We we could do candy corn, but we did uh, Pringles. Not Pringles. What are the 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 point that you put on bugles. your fingers? And, yeah, bugles. Which fingers? Which, which fingers? Do you remember Everybody's that? Yeah, that. We, we said those were construction cones. And then I, I put it on this like big table, and I called it the refueling station. And obviously, like with friends that are over nineteen or twenty-one, depending on where you live. Some places it's eighteen, I think. You can have like beer, obviously, or make like really fun cocktails. Yeah. Yeah. So like. You can really have fun with this. I've actually made a little celebrate this thing on Pinterest where sometimes I like to pretend I'm planning parties for wacky holidays. Uh, so I'll put construction party on there and I'll put all of these ideas I found on Pinterest, which you can go yourself and look up construction parties ideas as well. Most of them are for two-year-old parties because apparently that's a big thing. I guess it's because like Bob the Builder is still a cool thing. I don't know. I don't it's have to It's not Paw Patrol. Is it Paw Patrol? The Paw Patrol is more like, isn't that um... Animals, yes. Dogs, but, cats. No, but isn't like it like a firefighter police station thing? Yeah. I don't think it's a construction thing. Yeah, it's like the village people. But that's not Bob the, Bob the Builder builds things. That's right. That's why he's called Bob the Builder. He's not Bob the Firefighter. And to answer your future question, yes, he can. Anyway, so yeah, I'll be on Pinterest. And all you have to do, if you want to look for my pin board, look up Celebrate This. And that's that's our mini segment, which turned out to probably be really long. Apologize. Anyways, back to the program. Okay, so summering it up. Summering it up. Summering it up. It's too hot. It's too hot. It's too hot for this. Mm. <laughs> Summarizing this family friend thing sure invite them but you know make sure they're they protected they're protected <laughs> you know what's involved all that jazz yeah, if they want to stick around and just eat the snacks it's cool with me yeah if they want to do that you know order pizza or like maybe bring sandwiches too on top of like all the construction theme stuff mm -hmm. let's get into safety yeah safety is pretty crucial so we kind of talked about like preparing people for safety so like personal protection equipment protective glasses protective gloves masks masks Potential hard hats. So safety shoes. Safety shoes. Long clothing. Talked about all that stuff. Anything hazardous material. Hazardous material. Let's go into that with safety. Let's talk about our favorite subject, Paul. Ooh, we're talking mold here. Yeah, mold. Mold is our favorite subject that we like to fight about. That is our biggest thing that we disagree with. She thinks it's very dangerous. I think it's okay. Keep in mind, this is a very general or generalization of mold in itself. There are deadly versions of mold, but for the most part, most molds are very, I wouldn't say inert, but they're not very harmful. See, here's my thing. I understand that, but hashtag better safe than sorry. That's what I think. <laughs> it's a hashtag. It's a, it's a hashtag. Fair enough. So I think it's better to be, once you see mold, you should do, oh shit, full body suit, plastic. I don't care how hot it is. Carefully take that mold out and dissect it. Or if you're even more safe than I am compromising to be, you should get someone in and just get it removed personally. I think that's the best option because you don't have to deal with it, especially if you have very sensitive lungs. On the inverse, mm -hmm. you very well may run into higher concentrations of mold just in the air outside than you would 
in a small room with a moldy wall. We've ran into that before. When you do mold readings in the air, it's very possible outside would have more. Just say. Never eaten a moldy piece of cheese? That's gross. Tastes like cheese. I mean, I guess blue cheese is mold, but this is where the thing is, it's, uh, to me, that's like moldy food. I don't feel like you need to get someone else to get rid of the mold. It's, it's gross but it doesn't have as harmful effects as mold in a house, especially if it's black looking because black mold is very dangerous. Black and very fluffy. That's the Stacca stracha borealis. Some, um, I always want to say stracciatelli, but it's not egg soup. That is not definitely what it is. I, I enjoy think... stracciatelli. I don't enjoy stracia borealis, whatever it's called. I, we should look that up. Maybe and, uh... aurora borealis. <laughs> it emits light sometimes at night in the right season. Mm-hmm. Anywho, I would rather be safe, safe than sorry. Me too. That's no, do not say this because this was a big argument in our first renovation. We found dangerous amounts of levels of mold, no matter if it was quote unquote safe or not. And you just went in there basically naked and took it out. I had clothes and I on had to, for the record. I had to argue with you to even put it in a self-containing bag. I did not put in plastic on the face of it afterwards. Afterwards. No. And that was and that was his compromise. That's that's how ridiculous his compromise was. Was that he didn't even put the safety suit which we bought. You're just like, okay, fine, I'm gonna put Yeah, plastic so, on the mold, it can't go anywhere. Audience, if you like to tell us what you think, we're gonna put a little vote on our Instagram stories on Tuesday and you can vote there and tell us which one is correct to be or not to be fearful of mold. That will be our subject. I want this to be a showdown. <laughs> showdown Who is okay. correct? Is mold dangerous? Dangerous. So we went through safety. Now it's time for cleanliness. How to keep your demolition area clean and also other parts of the house from being destroyed. Yeah from your demoing. Because if you're only gonna do part of your house as a renovation, then only part of your house obviously needs to be demoed. Yeah, so turn off your furnace or for your fan that is, cover all your registers, especially your return. I always like to seal off the room with plastic. So if there's any doorways on the inside of the doorway on the side that you're renovating, I put straps of wood with plastic behind it. And you can get these cool zipper kits. So you just put a plastic sheet there, you put the zipper on and you cut it. So you can get in and out in sort of a dust-free manner. Also, if there's any way of pressurizing or depressurizing the renovation spot, like with an exhaust fan, that helps. Cause that sucks air into the demolition room rather than pushing it out to the other rooms. How do you attach the plastic to the area? Well, for this one, we use two by twos. We got them about eight feet long. We attach them to the side walls and also one to the ceiling. The plastic was right behind it and it's it's fairly airtight. I mean, it's not 100% perfect, but it does provide good suction. We can tell when we turn on the furnace, the front room is pressurized, the back room is not. The air goes from the front room that we're pressurizing and it pushes into the back room. That's a good thing? That's a good thing. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, I can get down with pressurized room, making <laughs> sure the dust doesn't come in. Although I have the nose of apparently a dog hound, and I can sniff dust from the moment it enters a room. Ain't nothing but a dog hound, baby. I am. Sniffing all the time. I am the canary in the coal mine, so to speak. That's horrible. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> hey, dust is dangerous. For all you out there, they put the canary in the coal mine so they can tell if there are any toxic gases that were leaked. Canary would die much faster than a human. As soon as the canary stopped peeping, everybody was out. That's the warning. 
Mm-hmm. Canary in the coal mine. But like, thing is, is that it, it gets hit first. That was the reference and the parallel I was drawing. Is that like I can smell it first? So that if there's something wrong, you would die, and I'd be like, "Up, oh, something's wrong." <laughs> I, you know what? I feel like it would get to that point though, because I can peep all I want, saying like, "Hello, <laughs> I can smell the dust." You're in your you cage. Stop? Yeah, I'm caged and everything, and you can be like, "Yeah, no, it's fine. Don't worry. Whatever." And then I die, and then you'd be like, "Oh." Maybe something is wrong. Oh, you're such a little but bird. But I don't know what it is. And I couldn't peep you to tell you what it is because I'm dead. No, you prefer to peck. <laughs> I maybe had resort to pecking after a while. <laughs> so basically pressurize that the area that you're dem- demolishing. Mm-hmm. If it's only a certain area of the house or apartment or whatever. Yep, with an exhaust fan. With an exhaust fan. Make sure everything's plasticized off. Plasticized. Plastic. Whatever. And then... Uh, yeah, put your zipper in, you're good to go. Put your zipper in so you can access it because you want that seal. Yeah. What about actually cleaning the area you're renovating? Should sweeping? You, yeah. So, oh. like, not just sweeping, but, like, should you be cleaning as you go or should you just demo everything and then clean up? Personally, I like cleaning as I go, but that means that you have to be careful with sweeping. If you're just kicking a broom around, the dust is being thrown in the air. You can get sweeping compound for 20 bucks a box. You dump it on the ground. It gets mixed with the dirt. So you have a little extra dirt in there, but at the same time, it's heavy enough and wet enough that it'll actually absorb the dust. On top of that, if you have a basement or an area that wouldn't be totally damaged if you use water, a mister or even just a way to wet your broom, I like dipping in a bucket of water before I start sweeping, keeps all the dust down. That's a great idea for that. That's a, that's a DIY hack for you guys. DIY hack. A little bit of water keeps the dust down. Mm. Well, I think we got through everything that we wanted to talk about. And if you have any questions on construction or renovation, Paul is our guy on this podcast that knows a lot of stuff about that. So any of those questions, we'd love to answer, especially Mr. Paul. Ready and willing. Shoot us an email. There's two ways you can do it. Actually, technically three. Uh, You can shoot us an email at acouplethat at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page at acouplethat. Or our Instagram, you can direct message us at underscore a couple that. All good resources, yeah. Yeah, all good resources to contact us, get to know us. And if you just want to chat and say, hey, what's up? <laughs> Anywho, I guess uh, time for our closing announcements. Thank you so much for listening. We know there are a bajillion podcasts out there, and we're so happy you listened to ours. Yes, and a special thank you to Paul for his knowledge on this stuff. Well, thank you. No thank problem. you, Ellie, for your knowledge with the party and celebrate this. Oh, that's so nice of you. So please rate and view our podcast. Any feedback would be helpful. If you don't have any time to do that, then just tell a friend or family member. Getting the word out is key for us right now, so anything will help. Yeah, and if you really enjoy our vocal company, subscribe to our podcast. And if you want to see what we look like, check out our Instagram and our Facebook page. I've already told you where they're located. I, I, do, I don't think I need to repeat it. I feel bad because I keep on plugging it. Should I plug? Fuck it. I'm just gonna plug it. Instagram is underscore a couple that, and the Facebook page is attached to the Instagram page. So done. We got time for a joke? Of course, Paul. We always have time for a joke. Now it is time for Paul's dad joke corner. Do you have a specific construction joke for us today? Yeah, but I really hope people weren't listening for half an hour just for my joke. I mean, they could always skip to the end. Please do not skip to the end. That would be horrible. You can if you want to. It's really totally up to you. I mean, 
but I know that the pe- some people who have contacted us said that they love your dad's Oh, corner. that's nice. So Here comes a joke. Yes. So, Ellie. Yes? How do they figure out the price of a hammer? How? Per pound. Per pound. That could also be a sexual joke if you think about it. Could be. Yeah. I'm not going to go there, but I know exactly what you're saying. That's a good one. That's a good dad joke. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for the dad joke. That's and uh, hopefully we'll see you next week. Ta-ta. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao.